So what happens when you finally do roll the rock up the hill and achieve your biggest goals, lofty dreams, all the things, you know what? I'm still working on that, but we're going to do it together. Here's a little snippet from my heart to yours of what's been going on around here the past few weeks. What's up, Pod Squad? Welcome back. I'm so jazzed. We got a little solo episode today, and I thought it might be fun to just talk about the journey a little bit. You know, for the past couple weeks, I feel like it's just been absolutely bananas in my life. And I know everybody, but I, you know, was in the Hamptons and then dealing with a grave loss. And then I got went to New York this past week, and we'll get all into that. But really, what I wanted to talk about. I've been doing this podcast now for almost three years in November, and I don't know if everybody goes back to the first episode. So as I'm coming off of some really massive goals and dreams and attaining these things that I've looked forward to for so many years of my life, it kind of got me reflecting on the journey a little bit. And so I just wanted to tell some stories about the journey and hopefully provide some insight and excitement or golden nuggets or motivation, inspiration, just stories. I love sharing these stories because I think we learn so much when we hear what other people went through, how they did it. I love the how I did it stories. And so I was sitting in my room and I was looking at an old poster. It's like a postcard and it is from 2014 and it was actually my first soul cycle class. So my very first soul cycle class, I had no idea what this place was. I was just heavily involved with a charity called Life Rolls On. And maybe you've heard me talk about Life Rolls On on the podcast before. It's surfing and skateboarding events with anyone who has any type of spinal cord injury. So that's particularly what the foundation is about. It was started by Jesse Billauer, who was a pro surfer and then had a horrible accident, but through that created this beautiful, amazing charity with these amazing events. And some of my, honestly, when I got the call to go to instructor training and go to New York and know that I couldn't move back to LA because at the time they were like, we do not need any instructors in LA. LA is full. So Mads, if you go to Soul Cycle training, you are not coming back to LA. And honestly, the one thing that gripped at my heart that I was like, I actually don't know how I'm going to live without this was life rolls on. It was the most, I mean, I'm saying this, if you are on a coast, if you're in California and you have never heard of this, go look it up, go do it. And I am now getting involved with something in New Hampshire here called surfing for smiles, which is very similar. It is that is my happy place. I am the closest to source. You know, I say when you're in service, you're close to source. Life rolls on was one of the most beautiful things. So long story short, when I was leaving LA, that was literally like, I was like, I can't leave LA. I can't live without life rolls on. But I knew that I really, really, really wanted this to happen for me. I really wanted to teach soul cycle and I was willing to go anywhere in the world to do it. I figured, you know, I'll start and I'll just get really, really good. And then if I want to move back, I can a little off topic. Let's go back to Malibu. So I fell in love with soul cycle because it was actually my birthday 
um, the day of the charity ride. It was September 13th, 2014. And I rode bike six and I just remember I was just like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Being a dancer, I was like living my best life, you know, brand new on bike six. Lord knows what I probably looked like, but at the end of the class, I remember the studio staff running in and they had a red velvet cupcake for me. And I just started crying. I was like, what the fuck is this place? It's the best place in the world. I could cry right now because it's just like, I had no idea that in the moment that one thing, that one choice to show up that day and go to this charity ride. And I remember I was dating a guy at the time and it was my birthday and he like wasn't responding to my texts which is super fucked up. And I like, wasn't going to go to the charity event cause I was so upset. And I went and I went with my really good friend, Kim. Um, and she's still one of my really good friends. And I just remember it was like the best day ever. And I was like, this is, this is going to change. This is it. And when you think about these scenarios and things that happen in your life. Can you imagine if I had just never gone to that class because I was so upset over that guy and I didn't get to experience soul cycle and I didn't get to, I, I like, would I be where I am today? I don't know. Isn't that wild to think about? And I say that a lot in my class, like you got to go to know, like you literally have to show up so that something can shift in your life. And when you don't show up, you're denying yourself the opportunity to make the connection with something or someone around you that then reroutes your path. So I know I've said this before, but you never know who in your inner circle or who's sitting next to you at Soul Cycle or who who you might be sharing the the tea with. I mean, I've have I talk to everybody, so I'm like crazy. You know, I maybe I'm annoying and people are just like, Ugh, she's too much, whatever. But I talk to everybody because every conversation is an opportunity. Every conversation is an opportunity or could open a door. Like you don't know who's going to bless you with the opportunity that you've been chasing for years. And that person might be sitting next to you or running on the treadmill next to you or, you know, getting a sandwich at the same deli counter as you. And all you have to do is connect. But lately, I feel like all we do is look down at our phones or we're just so weird. I can't tell you how many times I've shared a treadmill with someone at Barry's and they don't even talk to me or let alone smile, let alone say hi. And I'm like, what in the world? Like connection is connection is the currency that will never go out of style. It will never you will never be broke as long as you are chuck full with meaningful connections. I mean, we crave connection. So something to think about. Uh, just when it comes to, you just literally don't know how a situation could change your life. And that's why I always say 10 times out of 10, you're always better off for having shown up than wondering what you could have created. And I know sometimes we're tired and we don't want to go to that event and we're nervous to go alone and whatever the excuses that were coming up in our brain, I promise just go. You know, I've gone to Coachella by myself. I was like, I'm not going to lose this opportunity with the artist pass at Coachella. I drove out to Indio by myself. Granted, I did have a friend in the music industry that could float me an artist pass. And I went to Coachella by myself and I was like, screw it. Like, I'm good. I'm safe. I'm, I'll meet people there. I know a billion people going. I'll run into people. And I shit you not, I had the best time ever. And the coolest part about hanging out with yourself and going where you want to go and showing up to events alone, going to concerts alone, do whatever, going to dinner alone. I talked about that a lot this week when I was in New York. It's like you get to run your own. Everything runs on your time and your schedule. When you've had enough, you can leave. Um, it also 
instills a different level of confidence and just belief in yourself that you really can do anything. And so I highly suggest a lot of the girls that work with me in Wicked Fearless and talk about confidence coaching and life coaching, I I I really push them to do that. Like go to that Eventbrite link alone. Go to that knitting class by yourself. Go take that, you know, treetop adventure, whatever with a group of people. Like sign up for things because you just don't know. You literally just don't know how that could change your life. And so stumbling into that class all those years ago, 2014, so, you know, I guess eight years ago, eight or nine years ago now, whatever, I had no idea that that would change everything in my life. And I actually couldn't afford to go to SoulCycle. I worked the front desk at Equinox for some time. So LA gets really blurry for me because I was a senior spring semester interning at Ellen DeGeneres, taking classes, and I had part-time jobs at one point at the front desk at Equinox, as well as Kitson on Melrose, which no longer exists, RIP. If you want to see some real Hollywood like paparazzi shots, go look up Kitson, LA. Craziness, but I worked the front desk at Equinox and... I remember across the way in West Hollywood is SoulCycle. And I was working actually at Ignition Interactive. It was one of my last corporate jobs. I actually got let go. That was the job I got let go from that I tell the story about crying in my Jetta in the parking lot. So if you haven't heard that podcast episode, you got to go find it because I I actually don't even know which one it is. So happy trails. Um, (laughs) My friend Noah Champion, who I believe is at Netflix now, such a cool guy. We used to, he was like, okay, we got to go to take Angela Davis's class. So we would sign up together. And I think I could go to SoulCycle like once a month because I was making zero money and I was just like working so many hours a week. It was disgusting. And I just remember we would go to that class and it was electric. And so many, 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 many years later, I ended up working the front desk at SoulCycle. I actually came in as a lateral hire as an assistant studio manager. I ended up working at West Hollywood, opening Culver City. And that is what brought me to auditioning for Soul and like really going on the journey. But, you know, it's wild because there were so many times where it could have not worked out or I could have just been like, I'm not going to go on that interview again, or I'm not going to go shadow for a day in Beverly Hills, or I'm not going to drive out. I remember one of my interviews, I drove all the way to Malibu and I lived in West Hollywood just to interview, to be a manager at SoulCycle. I mean, even saying it kind of sounds crazy, but I was hell bent after I got let go from my last corporate job, I was like, I have to work in fitness. It doesn't make sense that I work out 100,000 times a day and I love the Equinox Club and I love doing all this and I'm always there. I'm always active. I'm at Runyon. I'm at, you know, Nichols Flats, Malibu. I'm all over the place. I'm in the water surfing. I'm doing all this active stuff and I'm not working in that field. Like, what am I doing? I'll never forget my friend Cheryl Katunkin. I don't even know if I'm saying your name right, Cheryl. She was like, you need to work in fitness. Like, what are you doing? And she was actually one of the kindest, kindest people. You know, you have these jobs along the way and you don't remember that many people, but I will always remember certain people that were just so kind to me. And I was just like so young and I didn't know shit about shit. And I was probably not great at my job because let's face it, 
most of the time you're just baptized by fire and you're not even given a fighting chance. It's like sink or swim. And I'd say 90% of the time I was sinking. Um, she was the coolest and she was like, you should just go, you know, you got to go work in that industry. And that's what brought me to soul cycle. So it's like, sometimes the things fall through that you really, really, really want. Like I thought I was going to be this marketing digital advertising guru. And I was not, I was not that. And that led me to working at soul. And it was crazy to leave such a cushy job that I made a lot more money at. And it was scary to try to retract your finances and like go through and be like, can I actually survive? Or, you know, I actually can't go out to dinner or I can't do these things because I have a bigger dream or a bigger goal in mind. And I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it is to get there. And I think that's a word we don't talk about a lot is sacrifice. Like, And it's so negative, right? It has such a negative connotation to it, but I cannot think of one part of my life where I didn't have to sacrifice for a goal, a dream, or a wish. I mean, teaching SoulCycle, I lost so many friends. I can't go out at night. I have to miss that birthday. I've worked, I, I literally work 365 days a year. Birthdays, holidays, everything. And so there's parts that are so glitzy and glamorous when you look at the highlight reels of whatever said goal or dream it is in your life. You know, I was watching the Olympic, uh, not the Olympic Games, the world, the world championship for track last night, I think. And it's just like, I can only think about how much sacrifice those athletes go into and like your, your diet and your, your bedtime, like just like such granular things that we don't even think about when we're watching. We're like, oh, they just like won the thing. Like, ah, what? you know, it's, it's, there's so much that goes into chasing after these goals and dreams with a, without it, like abandonment, like with like a ferocious, fierce, like I have to have it. And sacrifice is something that nobody really talks about. It takes massive sacrifice, massive and up, uprooting your life. Um, you know, maybe moving across the country, uh, leaving friends, letting go of friends who are not, you know, supporting you and championing you on the path that you're on. Um, these are kind of all the things that are behind the curtain. You know, I think of the great and powerful awe as you pull the curtain back and you start to see the not so sexy parts of what it takes to achieve. And that part is really not talked about a lot. And there's a lot of sadness and tears. And, you know, this past week was so insane. I, I looked up at one point and the way I've been describing it, honestly, to my friends who have checked in and been like, Mads, what's going on? Like, holy shit, like all this crazy stuff is happening right now for you. And I am so grateful, beyond grateful. I actually have to pinch myself because it's like, what, what do you do now? I'm like, what do I do? I, these goals I've been chasing for years just all seem to happen in the last three weeks. And I was describing it like one of my favorite rides at carnivals. It's, it's called the music express. You can look it up on Google. It's called the music express and you're in this car and it basically like goes in a circle and, and it kind of like whips you around and it gets faster and faster and faster, whatever, go Google it. It's my favorite ride at carnivals. They have it at like tops field fair or whatever. And, um, that's kind of how my life feels right now. And I'm having so much fun and I'm so grateful and I'm so excited and I'm so happy, but the music express, like I need a break from it every once in a while. 
you know, or I'm going to throw up. I just need to go get an ice cream cone or maybe like just, just have the music stop for one second so I can breathe. That's what it feels like these last couple of weeks. And so, um, after the Hamptons and having our loss in our family, and we're very much still in that, I went to New York and I got to film for the live stream at home bike with Equinox Plus, which was a massive honor. Another thing I've been writing in my journal for years and years and years, or it feels like three years now. And, you know, it was crazy. And I also got to sub a class in New York, which was huge. You know, I've said I've wanted to teach in another market. So I got to teach another market. I got on the live stream app. I taught in the Hamptons. It was like these massive monumental, just huge strides with soul. And I came home and I was just kind of like, well, what do I do now? (laughs) And I feel like now it's a new goal. Now I have to go explore and kind of do some self-exploration, excavation of my soul. I know that's cheesy, but you know, go with me and really figure out what's next. What's next? And it, it's just wild how, how everything kind of falls into place and you really look back at sometimes and I, I've said it before on podcasts, I didn't think I was going to make it. There were times during the pandemic where, you know, I remember a couple really horrible nights where I would like scream cry myself to sleep because I was so exhausted and it was so freezing out and it was so miserable. And I also knew that I had, I, I felt this in. I felt indebted, but not in like a bad way, but in a, in a, I have to show up for people because I need to create the impact that I say I'm going to create out there. Like I know that I'm the reason why someone is smiling today, why someone can even get up, why someone can, why, why someone else can even proceed through such a shit storm time. I might be that person. And it was almost like that gave me resurgence in the really, really dark times of the pandemic, teaching fitness in general. And I'm sure someone out there can totally relate to this. Like, but I have a couple, like I can close my eyes, I can remember so vividly one night, just like the the level of sobbing. It wasn't even normal. I think it actually might have scared Scott. And that's kind of the stuff that we don't show or no one really sees. And you remember when you get these big achievements, but it's such a personal thing because there are, there are those moments where you're like, I didn't think I was going to make it. Or I really thought I was going to walk away. Or I didn't think I had it in me. I didn't think I had the wherewithal. And then if you somehow hold on, even when the rope is on fire, like the rope is on fire, it's covered in gasoline and you're just swinging and it's like fraying at the ends. And you're just like, I don't really think I can hold on anymore. If you can still find somewhere the grit to keep holding on when you get to whatever that thing is that you're chasing, you're almost in disbelief of yourself. And I think that's really where I'm at this week. I'm just a little bit in disbelief um, when I say pinch me. And if you are not quite there yet or you find yourself in the process or on that fiery rope, I want to give you the encouragement and I want to remind you that that is when you can tap into the impact part or what is this, why, why am I chasing this? 
And I think that might be the testament to how I held on when it got so bad is because my why of creating impact and helping others, particularly writers and people I was seeing at the time, I was like, I know I could be the one thing that's helping them not lose it. And somehow that gave me a resurgence to keep going. And it wasn't pretty. I remember when I've told the story, like I was listening to David Goggins on the way there. And I mean, I was listening to crazy stuff that you would probably listen to if you were going to like run out to like a football field and like smash into another human, you know, like just like crazy stuff. And yeah, I, I'm in disbelief of getting to this, the other side. And then when you get to the other side and you achieve the thing, and you have the amazing moment and you're standing in the middle of Times Square and you're on the big jumbotron for your company and it's amazing and you couldn't say anything better about it and like your heart is exploding and you're bursting and it's amazing and you're like, oh my God. And then you come home and you're like, okay, what's next? Insane. It's like riding these wild waves in the ocean, right? Oh, I got... So sidetracked, so tangent, but all this to say that it's a wild ride and it's a wild ride. And I think I alluded to this a couple weeks ago when I said, nobody can tell you what was placed in your heart, like your, your why and what keeps you going and that itch, that scratch you have to chase whatever it is you're chasing is put in you for a reason and no one else is supposed to see the vision except you. And so people are going to call you crazy and they're not going to understand it and they're going to think you're like, they're just not going to get it. And the biggest waste of your time is trying to explain to somebody else like your, your purpose, like what lights your soul on fire or at least because your people are going to get it and you're your closest confidants and those friends, you know, real friends will just cheer you on and not even think twice. They'll just say, go get them, tiger. What do you need? And don't waste a single breath trying to explain anything to anybody that's just not going to get it or that's not going to be rowing with you or if the people that are like poking holes in your boat, like just unfortunately, they're going to fall away. And I've related this and I've talked about this before and I can't remember if I've talked about it on here, but there's a section in Wicked Fearless where I talk about a beanstalk. So I think of Jack and the Beanstalk. And as you keep ascending and growing stronger and elevating and rising, there are branches that are going to fall off. And those branches look like the people, places, and things that cannot go with you to the next level of you, to the next version of you, to that higher place where you are heading. And that's okay. And that's something that's not talked about a lot too. We think that everybody's going to come with us to that next version of us. And unfortunately, they're not. And you got to let go. And that's tough. And sometimes people come back around And you just almost have to let go. And I always say let go and let God. But you fill in the blank where you need to. And that just looks like surrendering to the moment. You know, it's out of my hands. All I can control is my reaction and me and where I'm going and what I'm doing and the impact that I'm trying to create. And that's it. So yeah, 
I was kind of all over the place today, but I was really speaking from the heart. So I hope from my heart to yours, you felt something that you need to feel today. Or maybe you got a little, little snack that you needed to just chew on and take you into this week. If you belong to Equinox, you can actually take my class on the at-home bike. They are in, I'm pretty sure they're in all the Equinox clubs. And also you can download the app and I believe there's free trials and things like that. So you actually can take my class if you do not live where there is a soul cycle. So fun fact about this crazy past week and filming on the live stream. And if you listen to this podcast every week and it has impacted your life in some way or helped you or just brought you joy, please, please, please give it five stars and even make a little comment if you can. It helps so much get the word out there and get in front of more people and into everybody, more, more listeners ears. And it just means the world to me until next week. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.